Hello, hello. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Ava Jules. If you're new here, welcome. If you're not, I'm glad you're here. Glad you're returning. I'm recording this. It's currently 6 p.m. And I'm not going to lie, I'm starting to wind down for bed already, which is kind of concerning, but not really concerning because I have jet lag. And I'm not going to lie, I feel like I want this whole jet lag thing to continue because I've been going to bed at the ripe hour of 8 p.m., which is kind of unheard of for me. I'm usually like notorious for being a night owl. And here I am drawing the blinds while the sun has like just set. My body is like six hours ahead because I was on Eastern time and Hawaii is six hours behind New York. So I have been going to bed super early and waking up at 5 a.m., which is crazy for me because I'm usually not a morning person, but I'm trying really hard to kind of become one. And so I'm not going to lie, this jet lag has been working in my favor because I go to bed early, I wake up early, and then I feel great. And so I'm trying to keep it. I don't know how realistic that is for me to continue going to bed at like eight or nine because it's just a little early. You know, I, I'm only 22. And I have a few good years left in me to like stay up and be a feral rat sometimes. Anyway, you know what? I'm just going to enjoy this while this lasts because I don't know how long this is going to last before my body's like, okay, let's get back into regular scheduled business here. But it's honestly been really nice. So I've been loving the morning, waking up before the sun rises. I feel like just one of those older people who you talk to and they're like, I wake up at 5 a.m. every day and I eat dinner at 5 p.m. And it's honestly really nice to wake up super early because I feel like you just have so much more time in a day given everyone's day is 24 hours, but I just feel like I get so much more done when I wake up early and it's also nice to wake up not in chaos because sometimes when I wake up at 9 or 10, I feel like I just wake up to the world already being going. So it's nice to kind of wake up before that, if that makes sense. Like I was saying, I just got back from my New York trip. I went to New York, New York City specifically with Micah, which was so fun. He has never been, so it's kind of fun to play tourist. Allegedly, I'm a good tour guide, so that's kind of what prompted me to make this podcast episode, but we had so much fun. He has never really been in a city like that, so I put together this whole list of activities and things to do for him because I've been there so many times, so it was really fun to play tourist with him, and we had such a good trip. We were there for about a week, and we just had the absolute best time. We got to see the Backseat Lovers. Love that band so much. They are one of the best bands I've ever seen performing live. It was so, so good. I'm drinking lemonade right now. The Simply Lemonade, all natural. It's so good. Something about lemonade in the summer. I don't know what is going on with me, but I have been slurping these down like nobody's business. It's so yummy. And maybe it's just speaking to my inner child. I don't know what it is, but something about a glass of lemonade. I'm not even like pouring it into a glass. I'm drinking it straight out of the thing, but it's just, it, it hits the spot. As I was saying, before I got sidetracked by that, we were at that concert and I feel like I have to tell this story just because it's so crazy. Basically, one of the Backseat Lovers' most famous songs is called Kill Be Girl. They have a lot more amazing songs than just that, but that's kind of the song that they're known for, one of them. And back in the day, I talk about it like it's in 1987, but back in the day when Micah and I were just beginning to date, 
he had made me a playlist. He sent me a playlist, which was actually the first playlist I've ever been made. So that was really cute. He had that song in there. He's the one who introduced me to that band. And so that's one of the songs that we've always listened to together and have just jammed to together. We've listened to it in the car so many times. So that song, even though it's one of the more mainstream songs, just means a lot to me because we just, I don't know, that was one of the songs we like fell in love to, I feel like. And so they start playing the song at the concert and we're both freaking out. Hearing it live is obviously so special when you like have a favorite song with someone and you're listening to it live. It was such a special experience. And we start dancing and singing it to each other. It just felt like nothing was real in that moment. And I felt like such a main character. I was like, wow, like I wish someone was recording this. And in my head, I remember so vividly while I was like singing to him and dancing with him, I remember thinking, I hope someone's recording and they like posted on TikTok and they're like, who's this couple? Like, I want to find them because I feel like that happens sometimes on TikTok. Someone captures a cute video of like strangers from afar and then someone finds it and they're like, that's me. So I was like, there's no world in which this happens, but you know what? Whatever. I just, I wish someone would film this moment right now because it felt so wholesome and pure and the song finishes. It was so good. We were just in the best mood, feeling good. And this guy comes up to us and he taps Mike on the shoulder and he's like, open your airdrop. I took a video of you guys. You guys look so cute dancing to that song. And you reminded my girlfriend and I of us. So we took a video of you, open your airdrop. He airdrops Micah this video and it is literally a video of us like singing to each other and dancing, whatever. I posted it on my Instagram in one of my New York dumps, but that was just crazy to me. And then even crazier, the girlfriend, she looks at me and she's like, wait, do I know you? What's your name? And I introduced myself to her and she happened to be one of the people on the marketing team at Levi's who I've worked with in the past, which is crazy because she was like, I was the one who sent you that offer when we worked together a few years ago. And I was like, that is crazy. That was just such a full circle moment because I was like, one, I was hoping my head someone was videoing this. And two, Levi's is literally one of my dream companies to work with. So that was just so crazy. And I was like, what are the odds? Nothing is coincidence. Nothing is coincidence. So that was pretty cool. But overall, the trip was really great. I came back a few days ago and I've just been getting my shit back together as one does after a trip. And I was thinking about it. I was like, I feel like I've been to New York enough times where I could properly give like a little bit of a tour guide-esque episode. And I thought it'd be fun to do on the podcast because it's just fun to talk about. If you've never been to New York, you can refer to this episode when making a plan of what you want to do. Or even if you've been before, maybe it'll inspire you for your next trip. Because I feel like there's just so much to do in New York. The opportunities are literally endless. I feel like you could spend years there and not discover all of the gems that it has to offer. But there's always something new to discover. So maybe if you've been there and you go there again, this episode will give you some new places to check out. So I'm really excited to talk about this. There's definitely people that are way more qualified to talk about New York City than I am. But you know what? This is just from like a tourist point of view. I am going to plead my case here. I feel like I have a pretty good idea of what's good in New York. If you don't know, my mom's side of the family is actually from there. My dad is from Hawaii. My mom's from New York. And right now my sister actually lives in the city too. So I have a lot of roots in New York. I've been visiting since I was a baby. I don't really remember visiting, obviously, but there's photos of me. There's proof. I was there very young. And even in my adult life, I go to New York once or twice a year, once at least. And it's such a blessing to be able to do so. I love New York. I love New York City. And so I feel like I've accumulated some good places, some good recommendations, food that I like to get, 
different activities that I like to do. And I thought it'd be fun to share. I love making YouTube videos about my time in New York. I feel like they're kind of little travel guides in itself. If you want to check it out, there's a lot of archives of that. But I figured it'd be fun to compile into one podcast episode. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to be so honest right now. I feel like every time I return to the city, I kind of do the same thing just because I love what I do, which is good and bad. I feel like I don't try new things super often. <laughs> like this time I did because there was things that Micah had on his bucket list that wasn't on mine, obviously. So we did that, which was really cool to experience some new stuff. But I feel like it's a good thing that I love what I do so much when I'm there because I feel like it proves that it's fun to do. Obviously, everyone's opinions are different, but this is just what I personally like to do. And at the end of the day, everyone's experience of New York, New York City is so different. Everyone just experiences it so differently. And it's so interesting because I just feel like one person might visit the city and be like, I hate that place. It sucks. And then another person might see stars in their eyes when they think about New York. So my favorite thing to do when I'm there is hop on Yelp and just look at my surrounding area, search what's nearby. If I want to find something new, Yelp is probably going to be your best friend if you ever go to New York and you're not super familiar with it. Also, pro tip, if you haven't been, I feel like the most convenient and money conscious way of traveling around the city is definitely one, walking, which is free. We walked at least 20,000 steps a day, which is so crazy to me. And if you live in a city or you live in a walking place, that's probably normal for you. But where I live, it's not really like a walking city. And so I normally average maybe like five to 10,000 steps a day. We were, there were some days where we were walking 25,000 steps. So be prepared to walk a lot in the city. I feel like walking around is just one of the best things you can do because you can just window look and just look up and well, actually don't look up too much because I feel like that's when people get irritated with you. If you look up at the sky too much, cause then they know you're a tourist and then you're going to be a target, whatever. <laughs> so that's just a warning. Also the last time I was in New York, I think it was like two years ago. I remember looking up at the sky, which I don't really do too much just because I'm not always craning my neck up to look at the skyscrapers. But for some reason, I think I was in the financial district kind of by Wall Street area and there's a lot of tall buildings there. And I remember looking up for one second too long and something dripped into my eye and the rest of that night, my eye was just so red and infected. So be careful looking up walk with purpose. I feel like walking around the city is so fun because you'll find random things, random places to stop in, random parks. There's so many parks in New York City, which I feel like shocks people when they don't know too much about New York City just because there actually is so much greenery there, especially obviously Central Park. Also, the subway, which is what I was going to mention initially as a really good money conscious way to travel around because Ubers just really add up and it can get expensive. Obviously, be safe on the subway, but it's not too hard to figure out if you have Google Maps or Apple Maps and type in your destination of where you want to go and you put in that you're going to be taking public transit. It'll tell you where to get off, what train to get on. It's pretty self-explanatory. And I feel like at the subway stations, the signage is really good for knowing where to go if you need to go uptown, downtown, whatever. So let's get into my recommendations of what I like to do in New York City, one of my top five places ever. This is my little travel guide. I'm not going to lie. There's probably a better way I could have organized this so that it's by the area. 
<laughs> because I kind of just separated it into food and then activities and things to do. But obviously the city is pretty big. I feel like sometimes people underestimate how long and how far like just things are from each other. You'll figure it out, but I'm going to start with my favorite activities to do. Some of these I haven't really done, but there's just so much to do in the city. Specifically, Manhattan is kind of the area that I'm focusing on just because I'm more familiar with it. I feel like, first of all, if you're a Gossip Girl fan, look online for different iconic spots from Gossip Girl because I feel like that is just a whole day within itself of going to like Grand Central Station where Serena went off to Connecticut for boarding school and just like the Met Steps and different things like that. I feel like there's so many iconic Gossip Girl spots. I feel like that goes if there's any other iconic New York-based show. You could always look up the spots for that and I feel like that'd be a really fun activity I know for Micah, there was a lot of like Spider-Man spots that he was pointing out. So if you have a show or a movie that takes place in New York, I feel like that's a really fun activity to do. Just look it up on Google, look up the iconic spots and make a day out of it. I mentioned walking already, but specifically walking the Brooklyn Bridge, I feel like is just something you have to do. I personally like to walk from the Brooklyn end into Manhattan. It's about 1.1 miles, definitely doable. It's not too steep or anything. It's just such a beautiful walk. And the Brooklyn Bridge is just one of those iconic spots for New York. And I feel like it's just so nice to do. Start your morning with it or do like a little sunset walk. They have a walking path, which is really nice. They also have a bike path, but I've heard that the bike path is really ruthless. So like only do it if you mean business, but I've only walked it and it's so fun. I love doing that. Another iconic walking thing in the city is the High Line. The High Line is old train tracks that were above ground that they've turned into this whole walking trail. And it's a really in a really cool area. Depending on where you start, you can stop in the Chelsea area. And Chelsea Market is such a cool spot. There's so many restaurants in there and things to eat, different eateries, different shops. It's such a cool area. So the High Line is super fun to walk. You get a good little look at the city. It's really, really pretty up there. It's so funny because I remember being younger and dreading doing the things like the Brooklyn Bridge or walking the High Line or just walking in general. I was such a big complainer and uh, just shout out to my parents for dealing with my ass because I was really annoying like looking back but now it's funny because on this trip we just had so much fun doing nothing except walking around so the tables have turned and it's just crazy that there was a version of me that hated walking and now I'm just like fiending for it all the time and it just felt so good to walk everywhere but yeah those are two things that I think are really fun to do if you're looking for different places to view the city from from a high point of view there's so many observatory decks observatory rooftops to go to in the city some are more expensive than others I've done the Empire State Building and I just did for the first time Top of the Rock which is on top of Rockefeller and I am not gonna lie obviously the Empire State Building is iconic there's a lot of important scenes for a gossip girl there. And it's like where Chuck, you know, wanted to meet Blair. So for that reason, I, I it has a place in my heart, but I'm not going to lie. I think Top of the Rock had a much better view of the city just because on top of the Empire State Building, from what I remember, there's like a fence obviously caging not caging even that sounds like so dramatic you don't really get as much of a clear view of the city but at top of the rock it's just these glass panels so you can fully see the city and you get a really good view of the empire state building so i feel like i would choose top of the rock if i had to choose 
I feel like going during golden hour is just the best time to go. If you go like at the perfect time when the sun sets, you could probably even catch a little bit of like the night light up there, which is really pretty. I've also seen on TikTok, I haven't done it personally, but apparently there's this place where you go to the observatory and the bottom of the floor, <laughs> obviously the floor, the floor is clear, it's glass and you have to wear like, booties or whatever. I don't know how I feel about that. I think that would make me sick to my stomach, but it sounds cool in theory. I haven't been of age 21 in the city for that many times yet, so I haven't really checked out the whole night scene, but this time we went like bar crawling in the Lower East Side and it was really fun. We found really random places that I are just unnamed in my head. We ended up at this really random Mexican rooftop situation not really rooftop but it was like on their top floor it was interesting it was cute in there there was like literally one other person in there just so funny and they had signs that said no dancing which was weird we danced but there's so many random bars on the lower east side i feel like depending what vibe you want for going out kind of will depend what area of the city you go out in. But I really liked the vibe of the Lower East Side. I feel like there's a lot of people kind of our age out there. So that was super fun. I don't really have any good bar recommendations. I'm not the girl for that. Unfortunately, I just don't know enough about it. But we had a lot of fun doing that. Just crawling the streets of New York at night. I'm not gonna lie. I probably wouldn't have done that had I not been with Micah just because I wouldn't feel super safe being out that late in the city personally but if you have a group of you and you're being safe I feel like it's just really fun to be feral and do that and find a place when you're done at the end of the night that's still serving pizza at the hour of 3 a.m and go there <laughs> it's really fun I think that was the latest I've ever been out out in the city there's a reason it's called the city that never sleeps there was so much liveliness at 3 a.m. It was just so interesting because I've always heard that nickname for New York, but I really got to witness it <laughs> with my own two eyes. One of my favorite things that we did on this trip sounds so simple and it really is the simple things, but if you're with the right person or even if you're just with yourself and you're having the best time, this will be so fun. Rent bikes and ride around in Central Park. Central Park is huge. I feel like people underestimate just how big Central Park is. It splits the west and the east side of Manhattan. It's so beautiful. There's so much to do in there. There's different iconic spots in there. And you could just spend hours and hours walking around it and just not get to see everything. But we rented bikes, which was so fun. City bikes are really easy to rent. You just either use the Lyft app or the City Bike app. And we lucked out and got e-bikes. So we were zooming zooming through the streets of central park it was so fun we were just like smoking everybody that had regular bikes and i felt so bad because on the hills everyone's like struggling and meanwhile we're just like zooming past them but the e-bikes were definitely the move it was so much fun and we got to see so much without really breaking much of a sweat but just something about riding a bike i think as you get older if you don't own a bike i don't own a bike i cannot even remember the last time i hopped on a bike and so I feel like it's just really fun to do it's a fun activity that releases your inner child and we just had a blast doing that you get to see so much and there's just something about going on a bike ride that really was super nice to do and I don't know why that was just one of my favorite things that we did because we were outside doing an activity getting to see stuff and it just felt like stupid silly fun also for the first time I'd never done this but there's rowboats in Central Park 
And given the rowboats are like on their last breath, the paddles were kind of broken. They're squeaky, but you know what? We stayed afloat, so I have nothing bad to say, but there's this little lake. Uh, I don't know if that's the right word to use, but there's this body of water in Central Park. You can rent rowboats. It was relatively cheap, I feel like. And we just rowboated around. It was really fun. It felt like a fun little silly little date. Something that the city has so much of is museums. There, There is a lot of museums to choose from. There's art museums. There's some weird, weird <laughs> museums. You can do some research and find out just what I mean by that. There's just a lot of weird stuff going on in the city that if you look hard enough, you'll find it and it's really weird, but there's so much to see. There's so many cool museums. You could spend a good half a day just walking through one. There's amazing art museums like the MoMA, the Met. There's cool science museums. I heard really good things about the Museum of Natural History. I think they just did a huge renovation and like revamp and I've just been hearing crazy good things about it. We didn't get to go unfortunately, but I would love to go there. That just sounds so fun. There's fire museums that we went to to. I wouldn't have gone to something like that had it not been for Micah. So that was really cool for me. There was this like fire museum that had all of these super old like carriages that were what fire engines used to be before there were cars and trucks that were invented. It was just so cool to see. So that was really random. There's just a lot of niche museums. So if you have something you're super interested in, give it a look. I'm pretty sure just for reference of how many random museums there are, I'm pretty sure there's like a museum of ice cream. So that should give you a good idea of what type of museums there are because there's just so many random ones. So something you like, I'm sure there's a museum for it. You could have a super fun little thrift day. Thrifting could take the whole day if you want it to because thrifting takes patience it's worth it because thrifting in New York is so good. So fun. We went in the East village. There was really great thrifting spots there. We went to L train, I think it was called and then Buffalo exchange. And they were both really great places. I say that as I didn't get a single thing, but I've just been learning to be more picky when I thrift, but those are super cool spots. I feel like having a thrift day in the city is just a good, but also sustainable way to do retail therapy. There's also a lot of good thrifting spots in Brooklyn. If you want to give that a little Google search, I know Brooklyn has a lot of good spots for that too. And speaking of retail therapy, if you did want some good shopping spots that aren't thrift stores, Soho is one of the most popular areas, which I'm sure you already know about, but that just basically has every store that you could possibly want. If you're fancy, you could go to the Upper East Side and go shopping on Fifth Ave. I think that's the thing. I'm not making that up in my head, right? I could be so wrong, but I'm pretty sure there's like a lot of bougie stores on Fifth Avenue. You could ride the ferry. There's some that are free. I think the Staten Island Ferry is free. Not that I know anything to do in Staten Island, but I do know someone who lives there and he was saying that you literally pass the Statue of Liberty on the Staten Island Ferry, which is allegedly free. So if you wanted to see the Statue of Liberty and you didn't want to pay for like an expensive boat tour guide, that might be a good option. But there's a lot of ferries. There's ones that just go from Brooklyn to Manhattan and they're relatively cheap. And it's kind of just fun to ride and get a good view of the city. One of my favorite areas in Brooklyn is Dumbo. There's just so much to do. Dumbo stands for down under the Manhattan Bridge overpass. There's also a really iconic photo spot. And it's also where Dan Humphrey <laughs> lives. Well, you know what? Yeah, he lives there. He's a real person to me. Okay, 
it's like his apartment building in Brooklyn. So that's a super iconic spot. Um, there's a lot of good eateries out there and it's just such a beautiful area. Lots of nice walking. There's also just the waterfront where you get the most beautiful view of the Brooklyn bridge and you can sit down and look in the city. It's just gorgeous. Something I really wanted to do in the city, but we didn't get a chance to, unfortunately, was see a comedy show. I have heard stellar things about the comedy seller. I can't speak on that personally, but I love a comedy show. Honestly, I'm not a super sensitive person when it comes to jokes personally, so I am just fiending to go to a comedy show that really dishes it out. I want to laugh. I want my stomach to hurt. I want tears coming out of my eyes. I want, you know, maybe if it's a little risky, you know what? Sometimes that's just the way comedy goes. I'm not going to lie. I'm just, I want a good comedy show. So if you're also interested (laughs) in that, check out the Comedy Cellar. Let me know how that is. All right. Well, that's the activities and things to do that I had listed down. Obviously, there's more, but I'm not going to sit here for 10 hours talking about all of them. There's endless possibilities of what you could do there. But I wanted to talk about the most important part of the city, which is food. And maybe this is not the best idea for me personally to be talking about good food in New York City because I'm kind of a picky eater. So that like, you know, I I do limit myself a little bit, but I'm getting better. I've been I've been expanding my palate a little bit, but not that much. So don't expect a lot of variety in what I'm about to recommend. But I will say what I'm about to recommend is just go to good, has my five stars. I just love eating there. The first place being one of my favorite Italian spots in the world. Not that I've <laughs> like been anywhere else that would have crazy good pasta. But you know what? New York has a really good Italian food. La Pecora Bianca. There's a few spots in Manhattan. Oh my gosh, please, please, please either get the rigatoni. It has this amazing vodka sauce or the cacio pepe, which is just like a plain spaghetti, thick spaghetti type of noodle with pepper and oil and gar. Oh my gosh, it is so good. Also, if you're a cheesy kind of person, add some burrata on top. That pasta will change your life. It changed mine. One of my friends, Hannah Elise, showed me it the last time I was there. One of the more recent times that I was there. And I think about it every day and it sickens me that I have to travel 5,000 miles across the globe to get it. But it is so good. Some of the best pasta. And you know what? I'm not going to lie. I feel like I'm a pretty avid pasta connoisseur. So I feel like I kind of know my shit with that. It's delicious. The pasta is made perfectly every time. They have amazing appetizers. I've always enjoyed every single thing that I've ever ordered from there. If you want a really good bagel, I'm pretty sure this is a super popular spot because we waited like 40 minutes for a bagel. But Tompkins Square Bagel is so good. It's on the east side, like I think East Village area. There's two of them, I believe. It was One of the best bagels I've ever had. All the best bagels I've ever had have been in New York, but that is one of my favorite places I've ever been to. There's so many options for what you can fill it with. And we just enjoyed our bagels so, so much. They were made to absolute perfection and it was just so yummy. I've also heard really good things about Brooklyn bagel and there's one in Brooklyn. There's also a Brooklyn bagel in Manhattan, but I always see a super, super long line for bagels over there as well. Another New York classic, I've got to talk about pizza. There's countless, endless places to eat pizza in the city, and I've nowhere near tried all of them. 
maybe before I die, that'd be like a good bucket list thing. So I could actually say I've tried every single New York pizza, even from like sketchier places. <laughs> but my two favorite places. So my first favorite, this is if you're in a pinch, it's 3 a.m. and you need a solid pizza place to go to, go to Joe's Pizza. They're scattered around Manhattan. They're so good. They're just, they're a really solid place to go. I've always been happy with their pizza. If you want really good pizza to the point where like, you know, you're sitting down, it's an experience. You're not just like going up to a stand and grabbing it. Head down to Brooklyn. It's in Dumbo. It's called Juliana's. It is probably the best pizza I've ever had in my life. I think about it all the time. Nothing has ever compared that is just some good ass pizza. And it's funny, the story behind Juliana's. I'm probably going to butcher it a little bit. So if you want actual facts, maybe do some research. I go, maybe do some research because I'm too lazy. But it's next to this place called Giovanni's, which is also another iconic pizza spot. And essentially, they both have been there for so many years and they're huge rivals. And people are always like team Giuliana's or team Giovanni's. And it's like this competitive thing, which is really funny. I've tried both and I personally prefer Giuliana's. I just think it's so, so good. So that's my two cents on that. If you are a French fry lover, listen up. Pomme frites. It's kind of by Washington Square Park in NYU area. Oh my goodness. All they sell are French fries. It's Belgian cut French fries. They make it fresh. And their whole thing is that they have specialty sauces. So you go there, you order the French fries, and they have this whole menu of different sauces to choose from to dip your French fries in. If that's not innovation, I don't know what is. I've never seen anything like it. Only in New York would they just have like a singular little restaurant just for French fries. I'm all about it. I go every time that I'm in the city. My whole family is just obsessed with it. We always make the stop there. There's so many good sauces. My favorite, I think, is the garlic aioli. And then we also had like black truffle that was also super good, but anything you get is pretty much going to be a hit, and the french fries itself are just so good. So we would go to Pomfrit, get a huge, huge cone of french fries, grab a few sauces, and then go to Washington Square Park. It's a little short walk away. That's one of New York's more iconic parks, I feel like. There's that little like arch over there as well, and you just sit down. Sometimes there's little like street performers going on. Or honestly, just people watching in the city is always super fun. There's just so many interesting people and so much to see there. Obviously, don't stare too long because you don't want you don't want to get anyone upset. But I just love people watching, and I feel like I love sitting in parks and just seeing what people are doing. Another favorite place is Ruby's. There's a few locations for this as well, but they just have a variety of food good breakfast, brunch foods, good lunch foods, good dinner foods. They have good pasta. They have good sandwiches. They have amazing banana bread. Like the variety is just insane. They have great avocado toast. There's so much there. I love Ruby's and that's also a place that I always make a stop at when I'm there. And some of the best Mexican food that I've ever had has been at Calexico. Oh my goodness. I have never been so satisfied with a good old classic chips and salsa with guac and like a damn chicken quesadilla. And you don't really realize it until you have a super good chicken and cheese quesadilla. 
that there are more superior. Like you can indeed mess up a quesadilla and oh, Calexico just does everything right. They have the best dipping sauces and there's a lot of good Mexican places in the city. There's a lot of good ethnic food in general in the city. I know there's a lot of good Indian places, Thai places, ramen places, Japanese places. There's whatever you could possibly want under the sun. But like I said, I'm a little picky, so I haven't really tried out that many types of cuisines. But if you're also a big fan of Italian, there is this whole area called Little Italy where you can just live out your Italian European dreams. And I've actually never been there, but I'm dying to go. But it's this cute little area, obviously, with Italian spots. And if you're looking for one of the best cookies in New York City, go to Levain Bakery. Their doublet, their double chocolate chip cookie will rock your world and it sure as hell rocked mine and I didn't get it when I most recently was there and I'm very sad about it but you know what there's regular chocolate chip cookies and then there's the Levain one it is so good such a good bakery also really randomly I found a new really good coffee spot it was in the East Village called Saltwater Coffee you know what now that I'm thinking about it maybe I'm not the best person to give coffee recommendations either because I love coffee but in a certain way. I like my coffee very light and very sweet. So if that tells you anything, you know, I'm not like a black coffee drinker. So I don't really know no coffee, but I like a good sweet coffee. So if you're also like that and you like it on the sweeter side, more like a dessert, saltwater coffee had a really good iced vanilla latte. I was really happy with that one. And then there's also this place by Pomfret, which is in that Washington Square Park area called Irving Farm. They have really, really good coffee as well and cute little yummy pastries. And that was everything I had done on my list. Obviously, there's so many more things, but this is what I thought of. At the top of my head, if I had to just spit out some good recommendations if someone asked me. That's kind of what I would tell them. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Whether you're going to New York or not, I feel like these are just good to keep in the back of your head. Make a little bucket list. Write these down. Don't forget it because if you ever do go, you got to check out some of these places and let me know if you ever do. If you are a New York City local or a New York local, you're probably listening to this like, Ava, what are you doing? But hopefully my recommendations were good. But you know what? This is just one girl's opinion. And I think my opinion is right, but hey, to each their own. Also, happy first day of summer. The time is officially here, my favorite season. It's also the longest day of the year today, so go enjoy that. But thank you so much for spending time with me and for listening. And that was everything on my mind. 